somewhere Joe Exotic is listening to the Bigfoot Society podcast. And he's like, treat your mind. <laughs> Welcome back to the Bigfoot Society podcast. This week, I have the privilege of talking to an old friend, Tate Hieronymus, Bigfoot researcher, although he really doesn't like to have a title put on himself. Uh, he's a he's a pretty awesome one. So we're, we are going to talk today to Tate all about how he's involved with uh, the current episodes of Beyond the Trail with Alex Petikov and Eli Watson, specifically about the Sawgrass Skunk Ape episode, which takes place in southern Florida. You're really going to enjoy it. Tate also talks a little bit about how he's involved with some older episodes of Finding Bigfoot. A lot of really good stuff in this episode. Uh, new stuff that I haven't been able to get from Tate before. So very interesting. If you're listening on YouTube, take a minute to click the subscribe button and to like this video. And if you're listening on iTunes or other po podcast platforms, please take a minute to subscribe there as well and leave a review as you're listening. But uh, thanks again for hanging out with Bigfoot Society for your weekend and enjoy this uh, follow-up interview with Tate Hieronymus, intrepid Bigfoot explorer, researcher extraordinaire. Thanks for listening. All right, welcome back to the Bigfoot Society podcast. I have a uh, good friend and Bigfoot researcher, Mr. Tate Hieronymus with me. How's it going, man? Oh, uh, you know, I can't, can't complain just getting over COVID right now, so... Oh, that's nice me. oh yeah oh man yeah i hope you're okay i mean you look uh <laughs> you look great tate <laughs> yeah no, COVID is no joke for sure man like everyone that has that um good vibes and prayers to you for sure so i luckily i wasn't that i only had fever for a few days but it wasn't like terrible and i'm just congested right now so kind of what you're hearing a little bit okay gotcha um, so that came that, pretty right good. after beyond the trail when you got back from that <clears throat> no this was um this was like a week and a half after i've been back um i think my family that were traveling some friends and family that were traveling together that were staying with us at the same time either one of them gave it to us because they were traveling from new york and missouri so oh wow could have mm -hmm. been them i don't know gotcha gotcha so in case um, there are people that have, I, I feel like if you're into Bigfoot, you've probably heard the name Tate Hieronymus by now. You really should have. Like, I don't. You're, you're in enough stuff that people, I think, are getting to start to know your name. Either that or like the whole Bob Hieronymus thing. <laughs> Which you're, not, you're not related to Bob Hieronymus. That's a joke if you're a Bigfooter. But. No, there, there is no relation to Bob Hieronymus. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think you're being too humble there, buddy. <laughs> but let's, um, so I'm curious, like when you meet, let's say you're at a Bigfoot conference or whatever, how do you introduce yourself? Like, uh, do you say you're a Bigfoot researcher or, or what, what are you usually calling yourself now, Tate? I just call myself by my name. I just say I'm okay. Tate. <laughs> right. Yeah, just, uh, I don't know. I, I think there's too many titles in the Bigfoot community to be introducing yourself as. So I just, I don't bother with that. I just go okay. up and introduce myself as me. And uh, if they know me, they're like, oh, I know who you are, your name. And like, cool. Yeah. Like, no relation. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about. Um, you just got back. You were out for quite a while with Alex and Eli, weren't like, of course. I want to be fair to small town monsters. Let's not talk about like the stuff that hasn't been shown yet because, yeah. you know, we don't want to like that would not be nice. Right. But we can talk no. about Sawgrass uh, Skunk Ape just released, right? Yep. Yeah. That just released uh, a couple days ago, I believe. Right. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, that that was a uh, that was fun and you saw us like in jackets and stuff and uh, people were probably well, why the heck are they wearing jackets in Florida, dude? Florida was freezing. It was it was so cold a couple of nights and I was like, this is not this is not how Florida should be. This is not right. This is uh, and yeah, it was it was pretty chilly a few of those nights and we had to bundle up and stay warm. 
surprisingly, which was really, in, in my opinion, shocking to me for Florida. Just hmm. South Florida. I mean, this is near like the Keys almost, a few hours from the Keys. I mean, that's not far. Everglades, that's South. That's South, South. You would think it would be warmer. So you're thinking, uh, like, for reference, did it get down to the 30s, or how cold are we talking? Well, I don't – I can't remember. It, I think it got near the 30s. Okay. Um, I know in Ocala when we went up north, it got up to, like – it got up to, like, 27 degrees. It was Midwest winter weather down there where we were at. Um that was the coldest night, but yeah, I got. I think it probably got around lo- low forties, okay. uh, high thirties. Yeah, that's pretty cold for Florida, no doubt. It was weird. I mean, but hey, I'd rather camp. I'd rather do that than go camping in a hundred degree heat with humidity. Yeah, in, in summer, <laughs> and and too many mosquitoes, man. Yeah, there's a there's a cool part where. Um, we're going to assume that you've seen Sawgrass Skunk Ape. If you haven't yet, you need to go Spoilers. go watch it on Small Town Monsters YouTube and subscribe and join the squad and all that. It's really cool. But that's your warning because from here on out, we're talking about Sawgrass Skunk Ape. So spoilers, whatever. Um, you did something really cool, which uh, I believe you have an, a newer iPhone, right? I do. I, it's, uh, well, yeah, the 12, 13... Max Pro. Okay. I don't know, 12, 13. I said two numbers. It's the 12 Max Pro. You guys, so you guys stumbled upon, or you found a um, uh, Florida Panther track, right? Yeah, dude, we found, so (laughs) if you ever ask Alex or Eli, it's, I'll tell you a good story with that later, but yeah, we found the Florida Panther (laughs) track. Okay. Alex found the Florida Panther track. um, And obviously, I mean, we were all pretty excited about it because we were we were hoping to find Skunk Ape down there. The first thing we find is a Florida Panther track. After right. hearing like, that's probably besides uh, you know Skunk Ape's down there, Florida Panthers are pretty rare. Oh yeah, and to find a track is pretty rare too. So we were like, what the heck? And uh, we were kind of looking at it, taking a measurement of it, and it just occurred to me is like the new iPhones can do that like a lidar three D scan thing. So I got that on my phone. Let's just try it. So we did it and. Uh, I think it turned out pretty well. With the, it looks uh, really cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And we we, sh- we were able to show a couple of people uh, the scan, and they thought it was pretty interesting. And, you know, basically, long story short, is um, it turned out to be a Florida Panther track. And uh, the, fu- the thing is, um, I wasn't doubting Alex that was a Panther track at all because he knows those pretty well. And, if people who know Alex Petakoff, he does. He has a documentary he did called Lines of the East. Right. And uh, he's pretty into the whole thing of, you know, for mountain lions and panthers and stuff. So I did trust his judgment. Mm-hmm. And two, okay. there's a, I can't remember what the law is. But uh, rule? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The further, is it the closer you get to the equator or further? Yeah, closer you get to the equator, isn't it? Yeah, so pretty much it's the further away from one way to look at it is the further away from the equator, the bigger the, the animals get. Yeah, right. And so that's the thing we were thinking of because um, I can't remember what, what the animal. Oh, we thought it was a. What did we think it was? Oh, we thought it was a bobcat. So a bobcat down in Florida is about the size of a house cat. Wow. Down there, and so that's a that's pretty small for a bobcat. You know, and if you're thinking you like even up in Iowa, even they're a lot bigger than that. There's some pretty mm-hmm. big wildcats oh, yeah. in Missouri, totally. and so it would be the same for deer and even mountain lion or panther. They'd be smaller in size, so the track fit that size. And uh, there was a visitors center. I can't remember the place. It wasn't too far from there, but they had um, track castings of Florida yeah. panther yeah. tracks, and we compared it to those, and they're about the same size. And the people working there, like, yeah, that's a that's a panther track. And so we were, we were pretty jazzed about it. Mainly Alex, but so in uh, so what Tate did with his iPhone, pretty much you're making like a 3D scan. Um, 
are there what kind of things can you do with that 3d scan because this is like i i haven't been able to use this technology yet so i think it's it's kind of fascinating um uh they're really good if you can get good lighting you can scan 3d scan a, a track in the ground and you can kind of get more i mean like you know like a picture if you take a picture of a track Mm-hmm. Uh, even if whatever track it may be, it doesn't really show detail as much. Um, that's why Cliff says, or, you know, like if you listen to, listen to Cliff or Connor or any of those guys in Belgium, they'll say take a video of the sure. track and kind of go back and forth with the camera to show detail. And that's what's cool about this uh, 3D scanner is you can kind of do that and it does a 3D scan of the track so you can kind of see in three-dimensional all the way around and okay. kind of move the scan around so you can take different angles at it and look at it. And so you can kind of get a better picture of what, you know, the track, the track that you scanned. That is awesome. Um, but you can, you can scan like your room and stuff in it and oh, yeah. objects yeah. stay on tables. It's, it's insane. So it's, it's pretty cool technology. Um, I, I want to say for listener reference, it was something like it was used in the last season of Expedition Bigfoot too. I think they actually, they like used it for a track, something like that. Oh, they used it. They used it for the first season. Okay. They were, yeah. They used it for the first season of Expedition Bigfoot. They were doing like the scale of the mountain range mm-hmm. to kind of see where game trails are. Right. Yep. Yep. But they did, they did use it in the second season. Right. Yeah. Um, so are you able to send that uh 3d file to other people or in maybe use those in uh in programs like that it's got to be some really cool technical implications for lidar scans i would think i think so too i haven't tried sending it i just i took like a I screen recorded my video and as I kind of okay. moved around the track and sent that to Alex for the episode, but I haven't tried to send a file. I'm sure you can. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I'm sure you could probably get it on your phone, but I don't think no. you can use the Absolutely app itself. Not. No, no, you can't. No, no. I, ha- oh. I, have, I have one of those little, uh, those iPhone SE second generations, dude. It's a cheap phone. It's a really good phone, but it is cheap. Like you pay full cost for it. It's like 400 bucks, man. Good God. But I don't have the cool Tate toys like the light. I don't, I don't have cool. It's just, a, yeah, you do. You it's have a, cool Tate toys. It's a phone. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a tool for big footing, right? So it's a cool phone toy. Yeah. I, I can't wait until I know someday you're going to, you're you're gonna be able to get a really cool scan of a, a bigfoot track with it and that oh, is going to be legit i really would that would be awesome yeah that would yeah. that'd be cooler than a florida panther track <laughs> scan mm-hmm. oh that kind of okay so i want to tell that story so <laughs> as Don't as some, edit anything <laughs> no it's nothing like that <laughs> okay as a lot of people know alex is probably a huge fanatic about panthers and lions. yeah and so <laughs> Eli and I kept teasing him because he wouldn't shut up about this panther track. He's like, dude, I'm on a panther track. Oh, my God. Like that day on the way back to yeah, the car. But it's if you love it, then who are we to say that, like, you know. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. But it's just it's just hilarious. We just we just love busting his balls. And we we uh, we were teasing each other the whole trip. Yeah, we just we'd have a lot of fun, but we we got some mileage out of that one. Right, <laughs> that right. one. It's a it's a band of brothers in the uh, Beyond the Trail series for sure. So it really is. There's love and hate and fight and whatever <laughs> stuff stuff we don't see is what it sounds like, which is pretty funny. <laughs> um, it seems like if you think over, and you've been in a few Beyond the Trails already. You were in Bigfoot at Bluff Creek. And Bigfoot in Mountain. Bigfoot Mountain, which is in uh, Oregon, right? The Oregon yeah. area? Yep. Around where Connor uh, Anderson and NABC is, stuff like that. Yep. It seems like in a few, uh, I know it was Bigfoot Mountain. You, that's where you ran into um, like the weird stuff in the woods, right? We ran into some Satanists out there. Yeah. It's the scary stuff. You also did. You ran into some weird stuff this time as well, right? Or I'm trying to like not, there was some not, people. Not we this. Sure. No. Oh, oh, okay. Never mind. Yes, we did. Okay. Um, 
we were we were walking down this road because we wanted to do a night yeah. investigation, and uh, we were, I was feeling pretty optimistic about it too. And there's this road I wanted to check out, and we were going to hike down there and try and get as far as we can. But we kind of went to this spot, and we saw this one road, and we wanted to go check it out. And it was a dead end. And then the other road I really wanted to go down, we were going to go down it. And as we were kind of walking that way, we saw this car rolling up. Oh man! And it just parked right there. Yeah. Like I mean, there is a building there, but it was obviously closed, and it was mm-hmm. like I can't remember. I think it was like twelve o'clock at night, maybe eleven. And the car was there forever. They turned the car off, and they're moving around. They get out. They had a dog or something with them, and they walk off into the trees and walk back to the car. Walk back into the trees. It was weird and. Alex and Eli and I are just yeah on the opposite side of this like campground area because it's for RV uh, camping too, but there's nobody there, mm-hmm. and so we're kind of in the shadows behind this tree. <laughs> just you're just like oh, we're just oh. spying, we're spying on them, we're therming them out and seeing what's going on. And oh, funny, yeah, you're using the therm on them. Okay, so, yeah, Alex and I are therming them with our therms, and Eli is sitting there filming, and we're just kind of just. Keeping our lights out, staying quiet, waiting for them to leave, and it was really odd, um, <laughs> to say the least. But uh, they eventually drove down the road. We're like, dude, I don't. What if they're like going to go rob a camp or something? Our, all of our stuff yeah. is there, yeah. unattended, and so we ended up walking back. And okay, I was too tired, so they went off down the road on the other end of the camp, and I stayed at camp just to make sure everything was safe and. It turned out it was fine. Thankfully, no, no, no gunshots were heard. So, yeah, we didn't we didn't investigate later on, but hopefully, hopefully. were you more concerned during that time than Bigfoot Mountain? Or um... honestly, I wasn't concerned with either. Really, um, not even with uh, the um, Satanist you saw in the. Yeah. Oh no, I wasn't. I mean, I was weird, but I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't worried. I mean, here's my thing. I don't really carry a gun for people uh, mm-hmm. when I'm out in the woods. It's more for animals, but I know other people in our group have. Um, so I mean, regardless of that, I was pretty confident in knowing that we were pretty right. armed. Mm-hmm out there yeah so i wasn't worried about people trying to mess with us at all okay. um, not that i would not that i'm gonna advocate against self-defense against another human because i don't think that's right in my opinion but well, i think it's there's something to, to be said for uh being prepared and as an adult you have to discern what that means so i think it does but and no i wasn't i wasn't nervous on both times it was weird <laughs> really weird, but yeah, I wasn't scared or nervous about it. So let's let's talk more uh, more about. You were able to meet uh, Dave Sheely. Yep i um, i like I like Dave Sheely. Yeah, um, he's a good guy. So let's explain. Can you explain to the listeners uh, why that's a, a cool thing to meet a guy named Dave Sheely? How he's uh, connected with the Florida Skunk Ape. He has a Florida Skunk Cape headquarters. I'm probably going to butcher that, but that's okay. that's down in the Everglades area, Big Cypress National Preserve, kind of down there. And he gets a lot of reports that come out of that area, um, kind of a South Florida area. So um, he's a pretty he's kind of like the Cliff Berkman of the South, I guess. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you have a museum that's located in areas where there's activity. You're going to be the guy that gets reports, um, kind of like Cliff mm-hmm. is in Oregon, or um, I'm not really sure who runs the China Flats in Willow Creek, but I'm sure they get lots of reports. It's, yeah, I, I can't, oh, man. I, I know I Al Hotchin's name, but I know, yeah. Al Hotchin was the curator, but I was thinking of like now. Um, mm. But no, it, he's a pretty cool guy. Um, this is no offense to him, but I describe him as the joe exotic of bigfoot <laughs> which is i mean that's cool I mean, there's a saying think he's a fun guy to to hang out with and you know he's he to... has a lot he's way more more in my opinion more level-headed and not as cool <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> as joe exotic 
somewhere Joe Exotic is listening to the Bigfoot Society podcast. And he's like, treat your mind. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have been nervous. <laughs> no, he's he's definitely not listening. Um, no, although I'm, he is on Patreon, but <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. That'd be so funny. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be really funny. Um, no, Dave Sheely's really awesome. I, I encourage anybody who's down in the South Florida area to go check him out and stop by the shop and uh, see all the stuff he's got. It's really cool. Is that a is it a free thing to get into, or does it cost money to get in there? Um, the main gift shop is free. Okay. But there's like a little area to see some tracks that he's casted and some live animals and snakes and reptiles and stuff nice. like that. I think that, that costs some money. Not not a lot though. Um, okay. And he has camping there for people who want to like R V camp and oh, cabins. Nice. Kind of like cabin camp or whatever. They, he yeah. has that out there. Uh so it's a pretty cool area. Um I definitely would go back. Does um so to also reference for the listeners, <clears throat> so you are, I, I think we can talk about this and be okay with it. So you were actually out with Alex and Eli for multiple weeks because you're going to be in about, is it four to five of the Beyond a Trail episodes in all? I think five in total. Okay, cool. Five in total, yeah. We, I picked a, dude, that was funny. The start of the trip, man. <laughs> I pick up Eli mm-hmm. late. I was like, I think it was like, I can't remember one of one in the morning or two. We finally got to our camp where we were gonna just stay for the night. Okay, and I think it was three o'clock, and Alex or Eli slept in like a little cube, mm-hmm. probably by like four feet by four feet in the back of my truck because it was just full oh, of stuff. Wow. And that's not a comfortable – it's a bed of a truck, and it's not like yeah. there's mats or anything. He's sleeping in a square. Oh, man. And he's about my height, so he's like 5'11", give or take. So he's not tiny. Dude, <laughs> those young guys, they can do stuff like that. No. And so I was sleeping in the I, – I had a little unfair advantage because I had a front seat <laughs> sleeping. Oh, nice. Yeah. But we, we stayed up till like 5 in the morning playing guitar, drinking what? beer. We called Alex like really late at night. Oh my God. Five in the morning, dude. Yeah, dude. We were playing guitar and man. We were basically camped in like a dump next to a beehive. <laughs> there was a beehive there's a bee farm. There's boxes of bees everywhere. And then trash over here piled up taller than my car everywhere. Um Wow. And I don't know what it is with me and mosquitoes, but I swallowed another mosquito here. Cause in a or in Oregon, during the Oregon episode, I swallowed a mosquito when Ron, wow. Ron Reed and I were walking back to camp. Okay. I swallowed another mosquito here. It's the grossest thing ever. But. Oh, my goodness, Tate. That is so wild. Um, did you have but, to pay to stay in a dump with the beehives? No, it was just off the side. It was pretty good. Yeah, I wasn't going to pay for that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. No, but um, it was funny because the next morning, mm-hmm. I get a I get an alert kind of because I live in Broward County, Florida. And where we were at is Miami Dade, but okay. that's only like forty miles from us or oh, an no. hour. Yep. And I get uh, an alert on my phone that there's a tornado warning, not a tornado watch. Snap. A tornado warning. Yeah. And so I wake Eli up and I was like, "Dude, there's a tornado warning." And uh, that was the kind of start of our trip. And we went to pick Alex up that morning too. And yeah, that's how we started. Wow. It. And then that's it was wild. it was from kind of beginning of January to like beginning of February we were okay. camping for a good good amount of time does the um you guys went to the Bigfoot conference down there does that is that actually in an episode is that going to be covered in an episode uh sure oh <laughs> i guess you can't you you don't want to give it away um Okay, we won't talk about that. That's <laughs> um. Oh, I got a question for you. So, cool. let's. I, I want to give listeners, let's say maybe new researchers, some solid stuff to take away from this episode. So let's pretend that I am a new Bigfoot researcher, and you're you're taking me out into the woods, 
to look for Bigfoot. What is what are going to be the top things that you're going to say to me that I need to be aware of as a new green Bigfoot researcher? Have no idea what's going on. Um, I would say just be prepared for the most boring night of your life. Okay. <laughs> Think of going to the DMV, but at night and there's nobody around. Wow. <laughs> Think of that's basically what Bigfoot is like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's like DMV bigfooting. That's what it is. Um, and I, I, you know, for me, it's funny because uh, I'm not. I'm pretty nervous in the woods, but when I'm with somebody else, that's kind of nervous. It makes me like more brave. If that makes it's weird how that works. Okay. But I would say um, for that, you know, your nerves can get the best of you because you're walking in the dark in mm. areas and stuff. I would say, you know, just I know a lot of people who've been doing it longer than me doing the same thing I've been doing and uh, they're still here to tell another right. tale and right. want another trip. You know, it's just about having, you know, being safe and using your, your brain when you're out in the forest and, you know, just um, taking precautions that you need to take. It's just at night. <laughs> so it sounds like I should really have a buddy with me. That might be a good idea if I'm going to like try to go squatching. Well, I mean, like, I would I wouldn't say necessarily you have to have a buddy. I mean, like if you're planning on wanting to go on hikes and stuff, yeah, I would say yeah. Or if you're going to go out further where it's more into the boonies, then I would definitely have a buddy with you. Sure. Like going to Bluff Creek, I would go there alone, but I would let somebody know where I'm going for how long. Have you gone to Bluff Creek alone? I have not yet, but I, okay. I st- I'm going to make a plan to do it sometime because I really want okay. to do it. I need to just face my fear of being alone out there and do it. Because, like, I know how to, so that's the thing. I know how to get there. I've been there numerous times. And if you go, if you, I mean, this is going to be logic if you go camping alone or just hiking anywhere, that's a known place to go, is to let somebody know where you're going and how long you're going to be gone. That's, that's critical, in my opinion. Um, So let somebody know where you're going to be and how long you're going to be. because I will go bigfooting alone, but if I do, I usually stay by the car. I don't usually go hiking around on trails alone at night because I could slip and fall and nobody's going to know where I'm at. Oh, yeah, totally. Then it's game over, man. Yeah, so I would say yeah. if you want to go hiking and stuff, go with the people. Um, mm-hmm. But if you kind of just want to squatch from camp, you're fine going along as long as you're going to be by your car and everything. And just okay. Exercise judgment. Um, Interesting is- advice. Uh, if you take the advice that's on you, but I'm just kidding, but you know, like be, be smart listeners. I think it's good advice, but you know, you make the judgment call yourself. Um, first night squatching, would you launch directly into wood knocking trees and trying to do yells or, uh, or is that something you kind of like, maybe that's the second night or what are your thoughts to about that? I don't know. It's like, um, my opinion is, I know a lot, a lot of people, a lot of my friends are like, I don't like doing a wood knocks, but I don't like doing calls. I don't, like, they don't like knocks or they don't like calls. And so, in my opinion, I like calls because they carry out further. Okay. And, uh, I mean, you can only do so much of tripping if you're going to try and fool them into res- getting a response. And, you know, and if they know you're there, they know you're there. So wood knocks not going to really do much if they know you're there. And so at that point, it's pretty much game over, trying to get them to elicit response. So, but I, w- I usually like to do knocks first and see if that can rouse something up. And if that doesn't work, I'll try calls. And if that doesn't work, I'll just try to be freaking weird in the woods, try to do something different. Which, I mean, you do some, there's been some uh, really like uh, Bigfoot Mountain. Bigfoot Mountain. That was, yeah, that was my thing. Some rush, <laughs> right? We, we put, so, like, here's the thing people go camping and they yeah. play guitar. Like, we'll bring a guitar with them and play it. But the thing is, it's usually an acoustic guitar because they're always singing oh, with their feet. Yeah, friends. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. When's the last time a Bigfoot has heard an electric guitar or bass amplified? That's true. For sure, a lot of campers don't really do that. Yeah. And so, you know, I was like, let's do music, but let's do like a bass or something. And 
Finding Bigfoot's tried it and they've gotten responses. And I've had friends that have tried music and one's gotten responses from it. Like, let's try it. Um, and obviously, if you guys seen the Oregon episode, it didn't work that time. But in my documentary that I made in Bluff Creek, my last night there, um, I played bass and got a wood knock response. That's true. That is true. I did get a response back to uh, my bass playing. It was about, I was probably playing for an hour or two, just having a beer, having fun with it. You know, I'm not going to hear anything when I'm playing because it's loud. Um, my thing is just to try not to pretend I'm, you know, my goal was, okay, I'm big footing, but I don't want to act like I'm big footing. I just want to be, act like I'm playing my bass and enjoying it, like right. not caring right. about big footing. Obviously, in the, my mind, that's what I was doing. And so I kind of stopped playing bass, and it was, I think, five minutes or something went by, and there was a knock off to our right where we were sitting down. And we had a group up the road the opposite way, and it wasn't them because there was only three of them, and then two of us were back at camp. And so we were like, both of us heard that. We're like, did you hear that? I'm like, yeah, I was over there. So mm. that was pretty cool. But in the Oregon episode, with trying weird things, like I said, most people try uh, guitar. Uh, most people can, see, you know, most people sing or play games or what have you. But I was like, let's bring a projector, right? The and let's games, right? Let's play Lego Star Wars because you yeah, don't really dude, totally. people doing that. And uh, we were doing that, and we heard some growls up in the wood line up there, kind of in one direction. In the morning, they were hearing stuff and. I think that brought something in. So I think it's about just really being unique if, you know, the regular stuff doesn't work like calls and whatnot. So if that doesn't work, just really just try whatever. Bring lights, weird lights in the forest. Do something crazy um, because they say the best strategy for looking for Bigfoot is not to really look for Bigfoot. It's to be camping and just try and be as inviting and different as you can. And usually something happens that when you when you least expect it it seems it yeah i mean not to say like doing calls and knocks doesn't hurt because that can get something's attention and then doing your other stuff at camp can get more of its attention or like if you have lights and stuff in the air you know that can bring it in and for a closer look and maybe at night it can come mess with you I mean, that's the goal that'd be really mm. cool so that's kind of my new approach to things about doing it just trying to just be different and weird in the forest what are your what are your thoughts uh let's say comparing doing an actual call yourself as opposed to having like a a loudspeaker where you're playing like the ohio howl or the sierra sounds etc i feel like i mean they work i mean people do it all the time uh well bobo has a really good story about doing calls with john Friedis. i think he talks about a monster one of the monster quest episodes and I think he was even talking about and finding Bigfoot too. Yeah. They were doing call blasting and they got something. Um, it does work. Uh, I haven't really, I've tried it a little bit, but I haven't tried it too much to tell you if it worked for me or not. Okay. But I know it does work. And I would suggest uh, try it. Why not? Try yeah. it. I mean, the worst it's going to do is nothing. Nothing's going to happen, which is most of the time Bigfooting for you. But if something does happen, it's really cool. <laughs> right. You. How many times have you been to Bluff Creek oh, so God. far, Tate? I've been going there since 2015. Wow. Okay, so let's see. I moved from California in, I want to say, early, like early 2019. It was like the end of 2018 into yeah. winter going into 2019. So from 2015... To 2018 twice a year what's the math on that i don't I'm trying to think i am terrible with math so don't judge me you went twice a year twice a year so july and october um because the yeah bluff creek project would have an annual camp actually no i've been up there more than that because i went up there i went back up there to do a bob Gimlin, bob to do the bob gimlin interview bob gimlin interview yep Totally. And then I went back up there. I didn't make it to Bluff Creek, but I made it to Willow Creek for finding Bigfoot. For the uh, anniversary thing? Yeah. Well, for for the anniversary. Oh, that too. So that 
But that was in uh, October, though. No, for the filming for Finding Bigfoot uh, episode. Wow. The filming of that Finding Bigfoot episode, I don't think I've ever asked you this. Do you have any special memories that uh, stick out from that experience or you know, maybe people you were able to meet that you hadn't met before, things like that? Um, that was the first time I met Bart Catino. Okay. Um, that was really cool. Uh, what else was it? First time I actually ever met Rowdy Kelly um, mm-hmm. was really cool. Um, trying to think. We all, um, yeah, it was the first time I met RPG from Expedition Bigfoot. And oh, he yeah, works with, he's working with Stacy Brown, um, the Paranormal Outcast or Outcast yep. Paranormal, one of the two. Um, but anyway, I remember that day because, like, my very first time to Bluff Creek, I had an incident happen there, and I reported to the BFRO. And then, um, you know, when it's when they were going back to Bluff Creek that year, they not 2015, but years later, I get a was it text? I get a call or something from a. One of the guys that were working on the show was like a production assistant or something. Okay. Asking if I can come up there and tell my story for Finding Bigfoot. I was like, yeah, I can totally do that. And so <laughs> I went up there and uh, hung around and, you know, things just didn't work out, I guess, ways or things were planned out and I wasn't able to get on the show Okay. in that sense. But so – I really wanted to hang around because I was with the Bluff Creek guys and we were hanging around there doing stuff. And um, there was, I think we were supposed to get airtime for the Bluff Creek project, but that got scratched. Um, Mm -hmm. So that whole day I was kind of hanging around RPGs, like just hang around us and hang around me and you see what happens. Nice. It was at the end of the day they were filming they're going to do a recreation and RPG comes up to me. He's like, Tate, do you want to be in the recreation? I'm like, yes. So Rowdy took me and one other person. And there was another caravan of people that went up to do a recreation uh, for this guy's sighting. Uh, his name was Brandon. He had a sighting up in Bluff Creek. Um, and so they did the recreation for that. And that was pretty fun. That, that really stood out in my mind. Other things that stood out, Going to the uh, dedication for Gimlin Way, Bob Gimlin. Oh, yeah. That was really cool. They, they'd filmed that, but that got scratched from the episode. Man. Um, another really cool thing that was scratched was we went up to um, the China Flats Museum, mm-hmm. but the cast couldn't go to it. They had to, like, leave. <laughs> so Money oh, made wow. Cliff and Bubble were there, but they didn't get to go in the room with Bill Munns. So um, – because they didn't want to, they wanted to keep the surprise genuine for when they filmed it the next day. Okay. So sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, we found or Bill Munns was looking at the film that the museum had a copy. I think it was like a second generation or wow. third generation copy of the film. Yeah. And so Bill, we were all there when that happened, and Bob Gimlin was there, and Bart Catino, and some of the Bluff Creek guys were there. Kip and I were there. Bill Munns is doing his thing right there. It was like really cool. That stood out. That is, that is really cool, man. Um, I'm probably like not making sense. My head is like, no, you're actually, you're actually a lot clearer than usual. Just kidding. Is that, is that diet Coke Tate in that wine glass? What is that? It's wine. Not PBR. No. All right, fine. You gotta, you gotta do whatever you need to do to get better for sure. Um, do you think that they, the, the let's, uh, what is it? Uh, travel. Who does, I forget. Is animal does that show, right? Uh, yeah. Finding Bigfoot? Uh, Finding Bigfoot. Yeah. They must just have like a whole slew of cut footage somewhere. And man, oh, I guarantee being able to get into that stuff. Oh, jeez. Oh, well, you know, you've heard Cliff and Bobo say if they made like a reality TV show behind the scenes of Finding Bigfoot, oh, it would be like, man. From the stories I've heard, it'd be like the number one show. It and, would be uh, wild. I've heard. I'm not saying any stories because that's wrong. But um, <laughs> yeah, right. I've heard from I've heard from a friend of a friend. Well, no, a friend that's friends with those friends that I'm friends with. We're all friends with them. Hmm. A guy I was camping with recently who worked on the show 
I got some funny stories. Cool. Well, we'll leave it at that for sure. <laughs> They're hilarious. Um. <laughs> the the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me is having one of the guys from the show stay at my house. That's cool. That was freaking bizarre. Wow. Yeah. That that would be wild for sure. Uh going around with Alex and Eli this time. Torture. Uh to- definitely torture. Did you learn uh anything new about Bigfooting or any anything um anything cool? Or is it pretty much like I get I get how it goes? Uh, it's it's pretty much the same for me. I mean, okay. nothing new. Um, maybe new environment, different different places of squatching. I learned new places to go. Okay, <laughs> nice. I mean, um, as far as like knowledge on new things, I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say I learned anything new yet. Um, kind of just the same old thing. Um, I did see something in northern Florida. That was pretty crazy. I talked about we. Well, I talked about it on Alex's show. We saw a, I saw an orb for the first time. You did. Is that in one of the episodes? I believe so. I'm not sure. Maybe, um, maybe not. We'll have to see. Maybe, maybe wow, maybe you saw not. an orb. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, wow. That was freaking bizarre. I'm not saying it's in any way Bigfoot related or not, and mm-hmm. I I still don't know what it is, but I. Definitely saw. I can't explain it. Um, you know, if it was like a natural thing or what. Yeah. Um, I like to think that. <laughs> right. Just because I don't want to admit that I saw an orb. Um, but you know, it's funny. They're saying like now you kind of know how it feels when people who see Bigfoot who don't want to admit it's Bigfoot, but that's what it is. Totally. Saw Bigfoot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like I'm in that same boat of people. Like, dude, I freaking saw an orb. It was a ball. Uh, it was a ball of light floating around in the tree line. Not okay. Wow, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a shooting star because I've seen those a hundred times, especially in okay. Bluff Creek. And it wasn't a flashlight because it was up in the tree line, not above it, not below it, just kind of yeah. high. And it was like a baseball-sized ball of light just going. Weird. And me and another gentleman saw it, um, and we okay. were like. There was audio. I was recording audio, and you could hear us on the audio. Like, what the heck was that? I was going to ask, did uh, Alex or Eli see it at all, or just you and the other gentleman? No, so we split up into two groups. Oh, okay, cool. Me, RPG, and uh, me, RPG, and this other guy. Oh, fun. Okay. Um, and we went down – or yeah, we were in two different groups. Me, Alex, I am messing up. You're good. <laughs> No, Alex, Eli, and Stacy left earlier down the road um, with lights on. And then oh, I'm forgetting his name. Oh, James and RPG and I followed with lights out trying to do some stuff. And we met up with them down the road eventually. And uh, this time we walked back to the cars with our lights on, and they followed us a few minutes behind us with their lights off. And we got back to the cars, and as we were waiting on them, I decided to do another knock. And then after I did the knock, about four or five minutes later is when James and I saw this orb floating around in the trees. Wow. That's when, mm-hmm. not too long after that, Alex, Stacy, and Eli get back, and we were like, dude, we saw a freaking orb. Yeah, we saw. It was like right here, and we were telling them about it, and Stacy's like, yeah, dude, pretty nuts. But I've never seen one here, but dang, it's pretty awesome you did. Wow. That's cool, man. That is cool. Do you have... Uh any plans uh, to make a follow-up uh, documentary to the one that you released last year? Actually, I do. Mm. I, I'm thinking I have a couple locations in mind. Okay. Um, one location is in Canada that I would love to get to. Canada. Um, another one is in Washington. So... Um, I'm still planning it right now. So if I can uh, figure out which area I want to hit really bad, what I'm going to do is start another GoFundMe, just like okay. I did for my yeah, last yeah. film, and uh, hopefully raise money. But my goal is going to be more money this time. My, I think my goal was 
2000 last time. But I'm going to try and go for a little higher just because the budget is going to be gas money and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. I mean, man. Yeah. I, I'd say that's a, probably a wise idea. We'll leave it at that. But um, Canada, man. Canada. There's so many. I'm trying to think. There's so many things that, like, I've heard some crazy stories come out of Canada. So I'm kind of the, curious. I'll, I'll give you a hint. One of the area, the area that I want to go to was in an episode of Survivor Man Bigfoot. But I don't want to say which area it was. Okay. Just because I kind of want to keep that secret. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm hoping I can like bring my brother or dad with me on that trip. Yeah. Dude, you should go to Snell Grove Lake. Return to Snell Grove Lake. You know what I'm talking about? The old Meldrum episode Dude. of Monster Quest. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> It's only accessible with a plane, though. Then is... get a plane, dude. Get a well, That's easy to say. What if there was... Oh, my goodness. Dude, what if beyond the trail, Snellgrove Lake... Could you I would, imagine? Oh, I, would love, I would love to do that. That I'm would trying, be amazing. I'm trying... Well, right now, I'm trying to talk Alex and Eli doing, like, an Iowa Beyond the Trail episode. Dude, Beyond the Trail, Hawkeye Bigfoot would be crazy. I... I am trying to get that. I was like, dude, if you guys do it, I'll be your freaking guide. For sure. I'll be, dude, let, you tell me when, and I'll take you to these spots that I know really well. I mean, I'll, I, pro- I'll probably like track you guys down and like crash. Hang out for, for sure. Hang out for a night yeah, or man, two or something. That'd be crazy. Dude, I know some good areas. Um, I know you do. One, there's one. Okay, well, when I did my documentary, um, yep. <clears throat> there's this area I told you about that I was going to and I was like, dude, I know this place is good. I know it has the resources and everything, but I just never got lucky there yet. Right. And so it was funny because the year I was living in Iowa, this other group, uh, lowlands, the lowlands Bigfoot research group, I think. I think Um, so. Yeah. They're BFRO guys. They were in the episode of the Iowa episode of finding Bigfoot. Exactly. Steve moon is one of the guys named Brian Woods. Um, were two guys camping in this area that I was researching in that actually got audio from this area. Yeah. Um, and they gave me permission to use it in my film. Um, it was like, I knew this area was good. And, and that just proved it for me. It just, cause I, that has deer, there's lakes, there's right. running water. And so I, it has everything a Bigfoot would need. And it's a pretty big parcel of forest, um, in that area. So I, that's it's doing it for me there, man. Dude, what's the what's the uh we came up with a code name for it? I, I have the Three Lakes area. Dude, there you go. Because people don't get excited unless there's an awesome code name for a research area. I I, I mean I say <laughs> it's funny. One of the, it's like in the Midwest you call it ponds because you yeah. think of lakes. You think of like the Great Lakes, you know, like and stuff like that or. I call it lakes because it's the biggest lake in the round. <laughs> it's pretty big. Um, and there's about three lakes there, uh, give or take, but they're not terribly big. So I just call it three lakes area. That's all you need. Dude, did you, you know, the whole Skinwalker Ranch thing? Uh, okay. So, uh, oh man. So Skinwalker Ranch is like this, like ranch out in Utah where it's like got all this weird stuff happening. Like, I mean, I know Skinwalker Ranch. Okay. You know that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So supposedly there's like a version of that down in Missouri. What? At a place. So again, code name secret research area called Marley Woods. But, you know, it's got that code name. So, you know, it's legit. But supposedly it's got all sorts of weird stuff going down. So you said Missouri? Yeah, it's in Missouri somewhere. Yeah, Southern Missouri, or just... I have no idea. Makes me wonder. Yeah, because I know Check it I out. know some areas that are really squatchy could be in Ooh. that area. Uh, I bet the Ozarks area <laughs> are really I, squatchy in Missouri. I mean, well, Finding Bigfoot did an episode there too. Oh, really? And uh, well, yeah, they did a Finding Bigfoot. Dude, where... I haven't seen all the episodes. I mean, there's like seven thousand, right? No, seven. <laughs> the episode, no, Finding Bigfoot went to, I can't remember what is it, Ozark in the, Ozark in the Sun or something like that, or something, Bigfoot Ozarks or something like that. 
Um, but they went to Missouri, and the place they were researching was, oh, Mark Twain National Forest. Oh, yeah, sure. Yep. But their town hall meeting was in Branson, Missouri. Oh, okay. Which I have family that lives there. Um, in Branson? Yeah. Nice. A, I like to go there sometimes. And there's a, you know, and Branson is kind of adopting the whole Bigfoot theme now. because they, they, have have they have a Bigfoot park there or something like that. They have that Bigfoot fun park there. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, Bigfoot is starting to make a name down there, in my opinion. Oh, for and sure. Yeah. It's I think it's a, it. it's a super squatchy area. <laughs> it's, it's really squatchy. Um, so I, I definitely want to do some more researching down there and be a bucket list place to go to. Oh yeah. Um, I want to give you some time to talk about, you've got a uh, kind of a new, a uh, new, uh, podcast coming out, right? I do. Um, yeah. it's called one strange podcast. Okay. It's not like strictly Bigfoot. I mean, I'll talk about Bigfoot. you know, when I have different guests on that are mm -hmm. Bigfoot people. Uh, I'll have, I'll talk about that, but I have a lot of friends that are musicians and people right. that are into film and TV and stuff and sports. And I definitely want to talk about that too. So it's kind of like, it's not going to be one thing. It's going to be a whole just jumble of topics. And that's why it's strange. And that's nice. a cool name for it. One strange podcast. Because um, normally a podcast is usually just one kind of topic, usually, generally. Exactly. Because um, they're trying to get that certain crowd. But I was like, who cares? I'm just going to go for it all. Let's see what happens. Because a lot of people might not, like, Tate, you're one of those guys that the connections you have are very interesting. Like, the connections you get. So that podcast could get very interesting, depending on who like, i get you could get some really cool people on you never i think i mean we'll see but i i hope so um you know it's all about who you know <laughs> that's true because uh i don't know if all listeners know but like uh so you have your uh tate hieronymus youtube channel right yeah and you were involved with uh with um uh, rain wilson's um like telethon <laughs> yeah you were involved with filming that. So you got to hang out with all these guys uh, from the office back in the day and, and uh, get those connections. It's pretty cool. And well, and I worked when I lived in Mexico, there's a, for those people who like sports, there's a really famous ro uh, race called the Baja 1000. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I made some connections working there. So nice. I know some, I know some guys who are sponsored by Red Bull that raced it. Oh, that's cool. Um, I know a sports <clears throat> sports film director, Dana Brown. Um, people might be familiar with his dad, Dana, or, um, Bruce Brown, I think is his name, who made uh, Endless Summers, a famous uh, surf documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. <clears throat> but his son, Dana, is the one I know. And my brother and I were in a documentary that he made about the Baja 1000. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. We're, we were in a scene, and he, he made sure to put us in it, and – Okay. One of the guys working on the film, he was like, hey, what's your guys' names? I'll put you guys in the credits. So nice. we actually went to the theaters when it came out. And we were like, oh, my God, there we are. That's so, awesome, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, I made a lot of connections with sports and music because I grew up around music, too. And so, like you said, I have all these weird, weird right. connections right. that I've made exactly. from different things I've done. Um, so I was like let's do a podcast and it'd be cool to have a podcast where everybody can go to every one place for everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see where it goes. And your first one, first episode is out right now. Uh, in, March, uh, March 1st, yet, but it's soon, right? March 1st. Um, yep. it's with some buddies that I met. Well, I haven't met personally yet, but, mm -hmm. uh, they know a lot of my friends are musicians there. They do a music podcast. Um, called pretty fort weekly in the des moines area right um des moines, washington <laughs> iowa oh des moines iowa des moines iowa <laughs> no yeah des moines iowa um yeah. pretty cool guys so i reached out to them and they're my first guest on the show and so that's awesome i have some scheduling uh, more episodes to record so i'm looking forward to that's gonna be really fun oh cool Let's say, last question, 
uh, is there anything in the field of Bigfoot right now no. that is you super excited? No. no? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was trying to interrupt you. To say <laughs> uh, anything in the field of Bigfoot that gets me excited? like, um... Or maybe intrigued. You could say intrigued. I don't know, it really takes a lot to make me All right. excited about something. Um, I would say, like, not as far as research goes, but uh, there's that new Legend Meets Science documentary. Yeah, that's coming out. That's coming out. Yeah, I know. Be legit. Alex Alexander Penikoff is in that. Yep. Doug Hycheck, Um We're all friends with him. He's in oh, that. For sure. Yep. Um, Meldrum obvious is obviously going to be a part of that. So I'm really excited to see our friends in this thing. And that's super, super cool. I'm really looking forward to that. And yeah, then I'm excited uh, about that as well. I guess, you know, I'm just going to say it. Um, uh, don't make me edit anything. No, you're not going to have to edit. All anything. right. I'm looking forward to all the new beyond the trail episodes. That oh yeah, me too. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Totally. And like I said before, I'm trying to talk Alex and Eli into doing an Iowa episode. That's true. Well, if I do that, I'll be freaking excited because, like, thinking if we can do Iowa and Missouri, those are my states. Man. Oh, dude, yes, Seth, make it happen for sure. Those are my those are my states. I'm I'm a blood. I'm Missouri blood, and I share Missouri with Bob Gimlin because he's from Missouri. True, and so, Walt Disney was too. So and so two big two Bluff Creek guys are from Missouri. Right, go figure. Yeah. And. uh I'm also trying to convince Alex and Eli to do maybe, maybe not uh, another documentary on my thermal film in my research area. Yeah, that would be awesome. So we'll see Um, if I can pull that off, get them up there. I don't want to say any more than that because I don't know what the plan is, but that's just me, me wanting to get them up there. Well, Tate, let's, Let's uh, remind the audience about how they can best keep up to date with uh, with what you are doing. Check the police reports in your hometown. Everyone's hometown Tate is there, like a reverse Santa Claus. <laughs> Pretty much. No, um, you can uh, follow me on Facebook or friend me at just Tate Hieronymus. Um, Bluff Creek Project podcast um, or Bluff Creek Project on Facebook. Um, my new podcast, um, one strange podcast. You can follow that on all the social medias, except subscribe to that. Yep. So just look for, just look for those things. Um, and I'm pretty active on all of them. So, and, uh, anybody who's planning a trip to bluff Creek, please get in contact with the bluff Creek project so we can get you there safely. Also the official, uh, bluff Creek annual camp out. Fish, the official Bluff Creek Project annual camp out for this year is July 6th through the 10th. Oh, cool. So nice. get in touch with that if you're thinking of uh, wanting to attend. And uh, you have, if you want to watch Tate's documentary, it's on, you just look up Tate Hieronymus on YouTube, right? That's yep. the channel name. Yep, just Tate Hieronymus. Uh, and the documentary is called Uncovering the Truth of Sasquatch. It's about 40 minutes long. So. Uh, so subscribe to that. Definitely. Let's get Tate to a thousand. Um, also, if you go to NAB, NABC, North American Bigfoot Center, you can see uh, Tate interview Bob Gimlin, which is the first time uh, he's been interviewed at uh, Bluff Creek. So that's a cool thing you can see at the NAB, NABC as well. For in sure, Oregon. For sure. So Tate, thanks so much for coming on again and hanging out. Uh and I can't wait to see the next uh, episodes of Beyond the Trail coming up and to see uh, where your uh, big footing leads you in the future. So thanks Should for coming on, man. Oh, thanks. No problem. Thanks for listening to the Bigfoot Society podcast. Please take a few minutes to review the show on iTunes five stars as it does help us get into the eyes and ears of more listeners on iTunes. Uh, that will help us just get bigger and bigger and get even better quality guests for future shows. Uh, Also, if you have any Bigfoot encounters or cryptid encounters, please send your stories and uh, audio and photos, whatever you've got, over to BigfootSociety at gmail.com. 
If you'd like to become more involved with Bigfoot Society and get some extra content, we do have a Patreon uh, where you can get all sorts of cool things. For example, for $7 a month, you get extra Bigfoot Society content, uh, usually interviews, but other things as well. You get a sweet membership card and a vinyl sticker that I send to you in the mail. You get access to the Bigfoot Society after show, which is an extra interview after the main interview with the weekly guest. And usually they are up for uh, Patreon members to be in that extra show segment with them and me. And you get to ask your uh, question live to them and get an answer from the guest which as you've seen what guest we've had in the past this could be a really big deal there's also a private discord where you can get involved with uh, talking to me one-on-one and the community there and that's always a great time you can find the patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash the bigfoot society uh, we're very thankful for all our supporters that we have in so many different ways and appreciate uh, all our listeners coming back week after week to listen to more cryptozoology-based interviews. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot Society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone. Thank you.